Welcome to the Growth Moves Podcast with Rob Tyson. Welcome back, listener. Rob Tyson here. And in the last episode, I talked to Julia Bramble about three steps to cut through the noise and build real connection on social media. So be sure to catch up on that show if you missed it. But I'm here today with Eric Lures. Now, Eric is known as the Bruce Lee of revenue generation. He's the creator of Revenue Kung Fu, and he works with founders of SaaS and expert service companies to unlock the growth potential in their business while unlocking their own potential. And today we've got a really interesting and timely topic because we're going to be talking, Eric and I, about how you can grow revenue even bigger and better after COVID and this weird situation we all find ourselves in. But before we welcome Eric and get into that, um, do you have professional expertise, listener? Would you like to productize what you offer? Would you like to move away from custom work that eats up crazy amounts of your time and market what you do with more clarity? Well, if you would, right now, I talk with up to three people a week like you Uh, about your situation, what you'd like to accomplish, and to also figure out with you the bare bones of low, medium, and high-priced online packages you can offer to achieve your goals using my Revenue Logic process. If you're interested in that, then here's where you need to go now for all the info. Just pop along to this domain, chatwithrob.com. That is it, chatwithrob.com. Now, of course, if there's an opportunity to help you get there faster and easier with some help from me, we can chat about that, but there are no catches, tricks, or obligations. The call itself is free. The insights you may get may be priceless. So once again, if you're interested in that, the place to go is chatwithrob.com. That is chatwithrob.com. So with all that said, Eric, great to see you. Welcome. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really good to to have you with us. And we were chatting just before we came on and we're in this very odd situation with um, COVID, which was just this uh, kind of cruise missile that, that came in out of nowhere and, and exploded life as, uh, as we knew it. And um, we are going to talk in this show about some ways we can grow revenue even bigger and better after COVID. Um, so talk to us, Eric, I mean, talk to us about this strange situation we find ourselves in and, um, and how can we begin to make sense of it and and move forward from it? Sure. Sure. Well, as you said, we were talking, you know, uh, before, uh, the show started here. And as I was saying, um, as I, as I love when, when epiphanies come to me, as I'm just babbling, uh, <laughs> these are the best ones, but as we said, um, this is almost like a, a mourning period <clears throat> um, or a breakup period or something. And there's a lot of people out there uh, that are looking at their business and they're saying, can't wait to get back to, can't wait to get back to this, can't wait to get back to that. And they're entirely fixated on, okay, once I'm back there, how do I get this back and how do I get that back? And those are the people who are going to have the biggest problem um, because what COVID has done, uh, as I, as you and I were talking, you know, we were saying earlier is I was saying that COVID came and kind of, you know, you were playing chess according to chess rules and COVID came along and knocked all the chess pieces off the chess board. And then it flipped the table. 
you know, um, and everybody's like, well, how quickly can I put the table back, put the chess pieces back and everything. But for the people who weren't playing chess, for the people, because I have I, talked to people, <clears throat> excuse me, people who are um, struggling and dying right now. And I've, I've talked to people who are like, they've done more in the past two months normally than they would. And you're like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. How, you know, how can these people, and then they're not mask manufacturers or ventilator manufacturers, um, you know, trade, you know, consultants, coaches, you know, people who are like, uh, people who are like, you know, we were doing, like, you and I are the part of that group, you know, um, people are like, you know, we used to do whatever, 400,000 at this, at this program live, and we just did it virtual and did 800,000. Like that, that just boggles the mind. Yeah. Um, and it's because those people, were not playing the same game that everybody else was playing. When people start businesses, they, well, there's, there's a couple different reasons people start businesses. There are the people who start a business because they're like, I'm an accountant and I work at this company and I do accounting <clears throat> or I work for an accounting firm and they pay me 75,000, but I want to go open my own thing and I want to make 125,000, right? You know, and then they get out there and they realize that the company they were working for was doing marketing for them and bringing clients to them and doing healthcare for them. And, do, and all of a sudden they're like, Oh crap, you know? Um, so that's like the person who's just like, I want a little bit more money. Then there's the people who start a business because they say, well, this is a $62 billion a year industry. And if I can just get one one hundredth of one one thousandth of 1%, I'll be a multimillionaire. Um, and these are the people who start a business purely for, you know, big cash. But, you know, their entire thing is I'm going to go out there and sell the same thing to the same people the same way on the same platforms using the same message at the same time. So they're me too businesses. You know, you, you sell uh, CRM, me too. Um, and then there are people, there are people who, and the, and the me too businesses are the ones who are really hurting right now, you know, the, because everything was based on how things are done. They were living mm -hmm. on metrics. They were living on, you know, a system for this and a system for that. And, and you know, outsourcing three quarters of their business and everything. <clears throat> um, and then there are the people who start a business for a, passion or what I would say, you know, what I call from their beingness. Um, there's an aspect of them that they want to bring into the world and they want to, you know, even if they weren't conscious of it when they were doing it, when they were starting the business or whatever, they wanted to magnify this thing. They wanted to have this experience. They, they had these visions, they had this grandiose desire and then they started the business <clears throat> and maybe they had people depending on them or whatever, they hired people and, you know, so they had family dependent upon them or employees or whatever. So very quickly they fell into with, with the people who say, Oh, I have a proven track record for social media. I have a proven track record for marketing. I have a proven track record for a sales process. I have a proven track record. And they go from purpose to performance. They go from meaning to metrics and then they're a few years into it and then they're like, I'm not really happy. I'm making money, right? I'm going on these vacations, but you know, I just, there's something off. It's, there's an incongruence between what I was starting and, and where I am. And though, I mean, those people, you know, a, a number of those people might be hurting too right now, but you know, they can rebound faster and it's because they can go back to a core beingness 
And they can pull from that and they can say, all right, where was I going? What was I trying to do? What game was I trying to play when I, ended? I was, you know, now I realize I was trying to play basketball and somebody talked me into chess. Okay. But I can at least go back and start, you know, where, you know, I, I can pull from that and I can look at my audience differently. I can look at my message differently. I can look at my offerings differently. I can look at what I wanted to say differently and, and be differently and, and, you know, new business lines, new, you know, or, or revamping. Or re there's, there's room to play with there. There's Play-Doh to play with there. The people who were purely redlining it every, you know, and, and depending upon that system, this system, that thing, that thing, and, and the, I can be a moron and surround myself with smart people. Okay, great. But now all those smart people are saying, well, there's nothing we can do because there's, there's no metrics to measure against or there's nothing to, there's no place to deliver to where there's, you know, it's like, so they're going to really struggle. Um, so I, if you want to rebound, you know, it's, you, you go back to, to your, to your core really. So, you know, like <clears throat> you were saying about my, my nickname is the Bruce Lee of revenue generation. Um, and I look at things a lot like in terms of martial arts and, you know, I call my, my system revenue Kung Fu. Um, and in a fight, the word, the, the quickest way to lose a fight is to try to think about what the others, the opponent's going to do. Try to think about it. Try to put it in your head and say, I'm going to think I'm going to plan out or, or I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to, and if your, your opponent is flowing, and you're trying to be structured, they're going to beat you because they're adapting. And you're trying to follow a process. And there's no more process in the COVID world because COVID went and blew it all, all mm -hmm. away. So, you know, in, but a, a great martial artist has a core. They go, okay, I, I started moving over here and I kept getting kicked in the head or something. So, you know, I could either keep trying to go there and, and force my way through while I'm keep getting kicked in the head or I pull back to my essence and I say, okay, let me adapt. Let me feel what's going on as opposed to let me try to outthink what's going on. Let me get back to what is, you know, what are my natural weapons as opposed to, you know, I keep trying to stop this guy's kick, but I'm not really good against kicks. So, Maybe I have to get in closer where I forced him to use his hands against my hands, you know, or if I'm really good at kicks and he's good at, at infighting, that I, I have to step back, but I have to go with what's natural to me. And I think that's, you know, people have to pull back into themselves. Just like when we say after a breakup, you know, um, <clears throat> I think it's time for you to be alone for a while to get to know yourself as a person, because a lot of people, you've seen them, they, they break up with somebody and a week later, they're dating somebody who looks almost exactly like the person they broke up with. <laughs> right. And, you, and you're like, I, dude, I think you need to take some time. No, I'm fine. I'm totally over her, you know? So, you know, her, this isn't Sarah, this is Clara, you know, <laughs> there's no, they're nothing alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but that's this whole thing. It's like trying to go back to back to, it's like, no, go back to you, not back to the, you know, try to go back to what you had, but come back to yourself and then move forward from yourself. And so that's a, a, a but that's, you know, I mean, it's a hot, sort of a high level construct. You say, well, Eric, what the hell does that mean in a practical application? So come back, you know, step one is come back to yourself. And what did you really want? Or what do you want now? Because you might also look and you might say that dream I had five years ago when I started this business, even that's, you know, I've evolved and now I have a, a different desire. Okay, great. What is that? And who is the audience for that? And, and 
what is, you know, and what, why is that valuable? And why does that have to come into the world and, you know, recreate or create yourself anew? Um, and you have all this raw energy. Because when we start something new, we're always super excited about it. And we're always more creative. And there's always more ideas. There's, I could do this. I could do that. I could talk to these people. I could do that. Like when you're in a structured business that's been doing dot, 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 dot for five years, it's very hard to, to change your mindset, to change anything. So this great pause button has given, it's almost like a blessing for a lot of people who, you know, they say, okay, well, you know, whatever, my $500,000 a year salary or, or income has been temporarily, you know, paused. But, you know, there might have been a five million, there's, there might be a $5 million opportunity waiting for you to just simply pay attention to it for a little while. And no, I think that's a really good point. This can be a real opportunity for us to reset and um how how do we do that i mean is this just a case of um is it just sitting down for an afternoon with a with a cup of tea in a quiet place and or are there specific um what's the word i'm looking for are there are there any frameworks you can suggest to help us do this thinking or is it just uh is it just as i say just spending quiet time well, so thinking, I'm not a big fan of thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Uh, because thinking is, is the sub, so, you know, I studied neurolinguistic programming. I've studied Silva. I've studied other cognitive systems. The subconscious mind, um, which is where we go when we quote unquote think, is really a playback device. So when we try to think our way out of things. Um, we, we give, we go, we're asking the thing that only know that only has one record. How do we do this? And it goes, let me play. Well, let me play the record for you. You know, like, okay. You, you go right back to, to what you're thinking. Um, so I, you know, what the, I will recommend to people is like, I, I meditate. I'm a huge fan of meditation. Um, and, and not, hypnosis, but real meditation where you clear your mind. Um, I also encourage going, you know, if you normally go certain places, taking your car and saying, I'm going to go drive someplace I've never been before or that I don't normally go to, um, or I'm going to, you know, I'm, if I eat a certain, certain types of foods every day, I'm going to eat something different today. Like, like breaking physical patterns <clears throat> um, changes your brain state. And at those times, you start to see the world differently. So you've been to, I'm sure you've been to seminars and stuff. Um, so you go to this seminar and, you know, when you get there, everybody shows up with their preconceived notions of everything. And they, they bring their baggage with them. But then after five days, everybody's in love. Everybody's high-fiving. Everybody sees a new future, right? And then they go home and they go back to the record Right. They go back to the same places, the same food, the same people, the same structures. And then they go, oh, yeah, well, I can't because and I can't. Do it. And that's not going to. And a week later, you know, other than some nice photographs or, you know, a T-shirt or something, you know, it's it's like, yeah, it was a great time, but I've got to I've got to get real. So in order to see new things, you have to act in new ways. That's the easiest, you know, to, to physically break yourself from habits. And then if you can do that, <clears throat> you can open up your mind. And at those moments, then you can start to say, you know, who do I really want to be right now? You know, if, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Alan Weiss, um, who's like one of the world's most famous consultants and, and whatever, a million dollar consulting, great book, uh, a, a fabulous guy, fabulous guy. Um, I was uh, watching one of his presentations a couple of weeks ago and he said, you know, go to somebody and ask them, if I gave you $10 million right now, what would you do with it? And, you know, if, if I gave you $10 million right now and you said, I would go back to doing exactly what I've been doing, then you were on mission. Most people, when you say, if I gave you $10 million right now, what would you do? <clears throat> They'd say, well, I'd figure out how to make that last until I drop dead. You know, and I'd have a, you know, I'd go buy a decent house and I'd put the rest in the bank and I'd maybe live off the interest. And, you know, and, and he'd say, well, then you weren't, you weren't on track anyway. You know, what would you do if you weren't getting paid? And then how would you magnify that? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you strip it all away, you know, we're here for an experience, a life experience. A business is one of the most powerful personal development vehicles available to a human being. And we don't think about it like that. We think about, well, this is how I make money. Mm -hmm. um, but you could say the same thing about kids. You could say, well, this is how I procreate. I mean, think, mm -hmm. about, think about looking at your children and saying, well, you're just my procreation <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're just my you're just the, you're just you're just the vehicle through which my name will be carried on to the next generation. Like, thanks, mm -hmm. Dad. It's the pep talk <laughs> I was looking for. Um, so it's it's the same thing. You look at your business and if your business is just like a vehicle for money, then, you know, th then there's no energy behind it. If your vehicle is a is a is a business for you to say there was this mission and I brought it into the world, this purpose. And I want this thing to take on a life of its own and I want it to attract more people to, to who, who believe in it, <clears throat> who can add to the energy of it, who can help to grow it, who can expand on it, you know, who can, we can do offshoot companies from it. We could do, you know, this, and we could do that. Like, like that's powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something. And if you look at the fast growth companies, you know, where we're, you know, they're always the top top 20 companies in the world to work for or whatever. Um, it, you know, where people have the best feeling, right? Because some companies like, you know, Google or something like, yeah, they have massage rooms and pool tables and free yogurt and whatever the hell else they've got. That's perks. That We put that to the side. I'm talking about a company where people are like, they don't want to go home and they can't wait to come back. You know, those companies, those are the ones that, ex that, that explode. Those are the ones where people are in love. Those are the ones where, you know, you encourage the most entrepreneurship, you encourage the most innovation, you encourage the most community, and they just, they just grow, you know, by their own energy. You know, that is the kind of company that you want to create. So you want to say, how can I bring something like that into the world? And, and what from me that I'm passionate about? And it might be guitars, it might be raising chickens, it might be a software. It might be anything, but something where you would smile, you know, like I said, something where you wouldn't want to stop working every day and you couldn't wait to get back to doing it the next day. You know, that's the kind of thing you want to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So getting back to our essence really, and uh, just taking some time to, uh, to understand 
what that is, right? And where the, where do we go from there? So, I mean, we've, you know, if we, uh, if we find that our current situation is not doing that for us, um, how do we get started with a new thing? Well, I mean, at that point in time, I mean, there's the generic stuff of, okay, well, you can establish another business entity and blah, 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 and all that. But it's really about, looking at it and saying, okay, <clears throat> can I morph my current machination into this um, comfortably, you know, in a way? And if I've got like a team, is that team going to go with me on this? Or are there certain people from that team who will go with me on this and certain people who would fight me? Um, but it's really about being honest first with yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is that people fail to give themselves permission to be themselves and to go for what they want. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I have, you and I both have, you know, spouses and children, excuse me. <clears throat> so it's very easy for people to say, well, you know, I have, I have mouths to feed. I have people depending upon me. I can't just abandon blah, blah, blah and walk away. Um, you know, because I have to do for others, I have to do for my children. I have to, and you have to give you first, you have to give yourself permission to say, you want to know what the worst thing I can do for my children is to give them an example of somebody who's, who lived an incongruent life to get some cash together, to give it to them. Because I've seen generation after generation of, well, I put, I, I, I did things I didn't want to do so that I could put you to college so that you could have a better life. And 25 years later, that kid is saying the same thing to their kid. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. The, who's who exactly is going to have this better life? <laughs> this better life. Which generation gets this better life? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to give yourself permission first to say, okay, I'm going to do this. The second thing is then the people. If I've got people, if you're if you're a solopreneur, obviously you can change in an instant, right? Because it's just you. You don't have to ask any permission from anybody. If you've got a team, then you're going to have to say, look, this is the way that I want to go, and either you know. I'm going to use this vehicle and I'm going to change it. I'm going to modify it to, to do this, or I'm going to close this up or sell it or, you know, whatever the options are. Obviously if you could sell it, you know, <clears throat> you don't close the doors on, on, uh, you know, you don't just throw it away for, you know, like I, I could sell it for 5 million, but I'm just going to walk away because I'm going to go put my sandals on and walk it to the desert. Do something uh, else now. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to do something well, else now. Well, this, well, this is a question, though, uh, that did cross my mind. Uh, and, I mean, if you are in, in that situation, I mean, um, you know, say, say you, you, you have people on the team or you, you could get somebody who could run that business for you. Hmm. Um, that presumably is an option hmm. uh, for us, you know, and we could – in a way we could we could possibly have the best of both worlds um and be the owner or part owner of something but you know we're not having to do the operations day to day i mean that would be a pretty good place to be right yeah yeah well, i've talked to a number of people over the past couple of weeks about this same situation i said you know they're 100 percent owner and i said hey look if you can sell 70 or whatever percent of your company and just be still a, a quote unquote board member or something and, you know, get your, you know, get your cash flow. You're all set, 
you know, and then you can, yeah, then, then you're not worried about money. And then that's the best, like you said, that's the best of both worlds. Cause now I can go do this new thing. And I have seen, what's really interesting is that usually it's somebody's second, third, fourth business. That really is the, the big one for them, right? Cause the, you see a lot of people who start that first business, you know, and maybe they grow to a couple million, they sell it. And they started, and, and you can see there's this pattern of them starting businesses in the same genre or the same topic. And then all of a sudden, business number three is like completely something different. And that's the one that goes to a billion dollars, you know, and you're like, what? Because, because they finally hit rhythm with what they wanted to do and they weren't worried about the money, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, if you can, if you have an existing business and you could sell it or let other people manage it, but the key thing is you have to be able, if you say, look, I, does you know i can't be a part of this anymore at all you've got to make sure that it's not a case of you saying all right i'll come here 30 hours a week and then i'll go do 10 of my own no you know you're shortchanging both of them now um you know you you really have to say if you come to this understanding of there's a different direction for me to go you've got to be able to go that direction a hundred percent okay um and whatever whatever is required of you know of you um now I'm not telling you to let your children starve, obviously, but as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible, get over into that new thing. You know, you might say logistically there has to be a transition period. Okay, great, but then commit 100% to the transition period and not I'm going to commit 100% one more year to this thing, then I'll commit 50/50 to a transition, and not even a year, a month from now, you won't even be thinking about that. You know, you'd just be back in the groove. As soon as things settle out, you'll just be so busy trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we bounce back from this for COVID and blah, 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 blah. And then we got to figure out that for operations. We got to figure that you'll, you know, you, you won't be at all focused on the, on the new thing. And, and you'll just, you'll just t- spend 10, 20 more years in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, interesting. Interesting. Um, what else? Um, what else, Eric? I mean, how how else can we um, kind of move forward? Uh, so, as you say, you know, it's it's about getting back in touch with that essence of what we do and what is interesting to us and gives us that fire. Um, what else? I mean, is it is it that simple, or you know, are there other things that we need to do or we should do as we're considering where we go from here? Well, really, again, the first step. The a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Um, so you first have to get in touch with, you know, before saying, well, and then this would be step two and this would be step three. You first have to figure out w- which direction you're going. Um, you know, just like if I'm standing on a piece of land, if I realize that my journey is going to take me across the ocean and I, and I tell you, well, step two is going to be you climb a mountain and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the water. Okay. So you've really got to figure out, you know, what is it that I want to do? You know, what impact do I want to make on the world? And the great, the great thing is right now, because the world has been reset, there's a lot more opportunity because the world has been thrown off kilter um, than there was even three months ago. You know, there's going to be for like coaches and consultants, you know, if you were, you know, like I was a management consultant for a number of years, it paid very well. I freaking hated it, but it paid very, very well. Um, 
you know, I bought, I mean, I had a house, I had two cars, which I never saw because I was traveling doing <laughs> consulting to pay for a house and two cars. Mm -hmm. uh, and why, why one guy needs two cars, I have no idea. Um, but, you know, so if you're, if you're in a position or you were in a position where you weren't happy uh, or you weren't fulfilled, you know, you can now look and say, all right, well, what did I want to do? And how is that? how is that in the world now? You know, so I don't know if you wanted to be a singer well, what could you sing about now in the world? If you wanted to make food, what kind of food would be, you know, you know, a value now or, you know, where does, so it's not just a case of what did I want to do, but where does that fit into the world now? Um, so, you know, I mean, even if you look at a lot of the successful companies, um, you know, after 2001, a number of successful companies were born, you know, and I think it was, you know, I think, uh, yeah, like after September 11th, you know, I think the world looked differently. I don't, I don't know that you'd have a Facebook right now if there hadn't been, a, a, you know, a September, a September 11th, right? Because, you know, all of a sudden communication and staying in touch with people and connecting became a big thing because people were going about their lives and all of a sudden, boom, you know, the World Trade Center is gone. Thousands of people are dead, you know, <clears throat> and it rocked the world. Um, you know, the, the same thing out of, you know, out of chaos comes opportunity. So first look at what you wanted to do at your core. And then where does that show up in the world now? And how can I, you know, what would be my dream in the world now? And how do I bring that into, into the, into manifest? And I say that from experience because, you know, that's where I was a couple of years ago. Um, even up until like a year or two ago, um, people, uh, people had a certain opinion and, and thinking about me and what I did. They were like, Oh, Eric's a sales guy. Eric's a sales guy. Eric's a sales trainer. I'm like, I've been sales training in like almost 10 years, but that's what people thought. The people would call me up and they'd be like, Oh, sales, 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 sales. I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking about, you know, leveraging your brand and your position. They're like, no, I just want sales tactics. Like, the ultimate sales tactic is a, is a better brand. Mm. Uh, hang up. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, but I, what I do now is this is what I, this is what I wanted to do, you know, 10, 20 years ago, um, you know, 15 years ago, this is, this is really what I wanted to do. And I'm finally back on track. And this is so, and, and just as a way of example, and we're in the middle of COVID, this has probably been my best year in five years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So think about that. <laughs> and I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not out there training sales teams or anything. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm consulting clients on this aspect of re, you know, recreating themselves, their business, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 No, really, really interesting. And, and, um, one of the final things I want to ask you really is if, if we're thinking of this new direction or, or resetting, you know, getting back to um, doing things in the way we should have been doing them anyway, mm -hmm. how far out do you set goals? What's your thinking? I, I would, I'm, I'm not a big long term, as you could probably tell, you know, five year plans and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm you know, I would just take it a goal at a time. Mm -hmm. So goal number one is to figure out, you know, who I really am and what I really want to be in this world. 
mm-hmm. and and giving myself you know and, and giving myself permission um, to do that because one thing to know like I really I really wish I was here I really wish I was doing that but then we don't give ourselves permission like I said because we have family and whatever so g- realizing what that is and then giving yourself that permission at that point in time the world changes and once you know it reorients itself. And then really that's the only time that you could say, okay, well, what's goal number two, right? Because I can't, until, until I see a, until I have a fixed point on a map, I can't see a point beyond it, mm-hmm. you know? So you say, okay, well, the journey brought me here. Now where, where do I feel compelled to go next? Um, you know, and, and what, you, what you'll probably find is that the goals become further apart but that's because the the more clarity you get going step by step, the further you can see. Right now, step one is a very close. It's the it's the closest, but also the most important goal slash step you can set, which is, you know, who do you want to? What do you really? Who are you really? Who do you really want to be in the world? How do you want to show up? And what do you really want to create? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, really interesting. Really interesting. Um, Eric, if listeners just took one thing away from this conversation, <clears throat> one one nugget or, or or action they could take, even I mean, what would that be? Um, well, I mean, right now I think everybody wants control. They want to have that sense of control back, and the, the reason they're not getting that feeling that sense of control is because, like I said earlier, they're trying to recreate something that's gone. You know. Like we said, you know, it's like it's like mourning, like losing a, a girlfriend or a, a husband or whatever, um, and or that, like we were saying earlier, they break up and they're they're gone, uh, but we we're trying to get them back. Um, so I think the 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 best sense of control and the one thing you could take away is get that control, because the only thing you ever really ever had control of was yourself, um, and we give away that control very early in life, and we don't realize it coming back to yourself and getting control of yourself is the fastest way to get over any situation and to really empower the future and the outcomes you want. So if I said, you know, there's one thing you can do, getting clear on who you are and what you want, which who you really are and what you really want. And some not something that you talk yourself into, but something that talks you into it. Then that opens up entire worlds for you that you know weren't there before. So that is the one takeaway I would I'd say everybody should take from this. Yeah, no, fascinating, Eric. Where can people get more from you? Uh, Well, you can visit my website. Uh, So that's Eric Lures E R I K L U H R S dot com. I will admit, uh, at present, it is a scant website. Um, So I think it's an English word. Scant. It is, yeah. Just the essentials, yeah. (laughs) Just the essentials. Um, But you know, if you go on LinkedIn, um, there's far more about me, testimonials, and all the happy stuff. Um, But yeah, between those two things, or if you just Google me. I don't know, there's a whole bunch of hits that you'll see as well. Excellent. Eric, no, it's been really good, really uh, a lot of food for thought there. So thank you so much. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Hey, it's Rob again. Want to build a successful online business from your expertise? Well, the game has changed. There are bigger opportunities, but also bigger pitfalls than ever before. And I would hate for you 
to waste years figuring these things out for yourself. Now, as a listener to this show, you're obviously a sensible person, right? So here's my invitation to you. Apply to jump on a call with me in the next few days and let's talk about you. You will get feedback on your ideas. You will get a product concept that is fit for right now and you will get a personalized sales and income plan to take away. That is free, but availability is limited. So please go along right now to chatwithrob.com. That is chatwithrob.com. Do that now. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Once again, that is chatwithrob.com. Talk to you soon.